0: I just get nervous with live shows, because the last time we did it, CJ, someone heard the 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 of them had
1: I'm all worried about CJ. i Have you
2: got it <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm like, you not know, like, doing I'm going to get yeah, You know, you've got diabetes, I don't have diabetes. They, they didn't let me down for a live show, talking through the <laughs> intro. Well <laughs> done, fellas, very good. <laughs> uh,
0: We let you go last week, bud.
2: I know. I need to. I need to get your wife to bring you out cake and coffee before each show, so you don't talk during the intro. I think. I reckon (laughs) that's the that's the secret. Uh, Welcome to to all our listeners who are tuning in live. We decided to go live tonight because we know we robbed you of a couple of days because Tiggs and I were a bit crook. I still am a bit crook, so you might hear me cough or I might try and mute myself quick enough. But we wanted to make sure we can get as much listening in as possible for the big game on uh, on Saturday night. So we thought we'll go live. We'll have a bit of fun and see where it takes us. So, how are you, gents? Are you going well? Yeah, I'm. I'm perfect.
0: I've got, as you guys know, um, I've got my small business which I've had to wind down, and I've I've been doing like a couple of clients, but until I find something. So I've got a big interview tomorrow, and I've got a big interview on Friday. And then I've got one that I've applied for that I thought I'm a long shot, but I've gotten through now to the third stage. Oh, very so, good. So, yeah, which will be sometime next week, I hope. She's going to email me, tell me exactly when it is. So, yeah, had a good week
1: so far. It's, um, yeah, it turned around a bit. CB? Mate, can I just say straight away, I'm going to say to all you people who support the World Game being soccer, to all you people who stood up to those rich boy wankers who thought that those clubs, when they tried to form that European Super League, they thought those clubs were their personal playthings. And all you supporters who stood up to them and said, stick it up your ass. Our clubs are our clubs, not your clubs, and got that change. I salute you. That um what occurred in England over the last 72 hours and around the world is just outstanding and gives me faith in sport. And it just shows you that sport is, doesn't matter what you follow, it is the people's game and will be the people's game forever. And it was wonderful to see.
2: I don't know which club it was that has this set up, but I remember reading that one of the clubs, the way the ownership is set up is not one individual owner was allowed to own more than 50% because that went to the, the people, the supporters. So if you're an actual paying owner, you could only own 49. So decisions like that couldn't be made to make it the people's club. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Can,
1: can you believe? I think it's one of the guys who's in charge of Barcelona or something like that. Can you believe they referred to their heart and soul supporters, the people who have been tipping in their hard earned for decades? They referred to them as legacy supporters. And this was all about money and TV rights and shit like that. Yeah. Can you imagine if the if you got all of a sudden, you've been a member for how many years, and someone said, Oh, yeah, thank you for your service. You've been a wonderful legacy supporter. How would you feel? If like you're. Oh, it's disgusting. We're, and, we're uh, all Gary pissed off enough guys.
2: as it is. We're pissed off enough as it is not being able to get our proper seats, let alone that happening.
1: But having said that, how good does it feel to, to be in a um, top 18 club
2: in the country? Woohoo <laughs> Top 18, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're locked in. <laughs> we are locked in. No, we're, we're going all right. It's nice to actually be doing a show after a win for once. We obviously lost a couple in a row, which wasn't much, much fun. Um, I feel... Not a bit lost, but it's been such a long time since the game, hasn't it? It's yeah, it, long time between drinks, well, but that's it's
1: all right. been wonderful. Let's get into it, boys. So, St. Kilda. So last Thursday night we had a game. St. Kilda, 7-6-48, defeated by the magnificent Richmond Football Club. 20 goals, 14, 134 by 86 points. Our biggest winning margin since nineteen. 19- 85. Can you just say, say our scoreline
2: again? That, say that again. That's just a sexy reading.
1: 20 goals, 14, 134, wait, 86 points. And all I've got to say about this game was we just showed St. Kilda up for the friggin' minnows and shitfish they are. <laughs> Apparently Ben Long and Paddy Ryder are worth an 85-point differential if you went by their silking and bullshit and carry-on after we towed them up in the finals last year. And I'll say this. I've got no beef with the Saints in reality because they've been down the bottom forever, right? But I tell you now, suck shit, Higo. You're the only <laughs> player in the last twenty years that I felt really, really shitty on for leaving our club when we stood by you. So you know what? Stick up your ass, you treacherous well, Judas. On, and it was great with hu- smashes.
2: On Hugo, friends of mine who went to the game, had seats right behind the interchange, and they were saying that all night the Richmond players were absolutely giving it to Hugo. They didn't say anything to Butler but every chance they got, they were smashing into him, giving him lips. So there's obviously a bit more behind the scenes there about why he left and the players are a bit dirty about it.
0: Yeah, The reason why, and I know the reason why, he did not want to... Um, we wanted him to stay at the club. We wanted him to own the small forward role, um, and he didn't want to put the work in. Um, and that leads me on to my other point. I know we're going to talk about stats and everything later, but this one's not covered in our, in our notes. I'm sick and fucking tired of everyone saying that St. Kilda controlled the first quarter, that they were in the first quarter. You know, they, they matched us in the first quarter. The reality is simply this. Time in front, St. Kilda, first quarter, for two minutes and 57 seconds. That is it. Richmond, time in front for the whole game, including the first quarter, 110 minutes. Um, uh, yeah, 110.21 twenty-one. So, yeah. pull your heads in. They weren't close. We left so many goals in the front. They'd kick 4-3. We could have kicked um, an extra three. We had, you know, a poster. We had a couple of just... We were sharing the ball really aggressively at the start. Um, but, yeah, he go, i got no time for him. Look, I know people like him, and I like him, you know, snags, and the guy can't speak English, and, you know, you feel sorry for him. He's like a... You know, any parents out here who are listening will understand where I'm coming from. You know, you all got sons or daughters that have a friend that's a little bit special, you know, so your heart goes out to them and you put your arms around them because they can't tie their shoelaces and they're probably 14, 15 years old. You know, so that's helped, you know, I bond with Higo like that. But knowing that we supported him through his brain surgeries, we, you know, really put our arms around him and his family, his partner, Um, even though um, we're copying rumour mills, we're going ape shit, um, you know, from a much-loved son like Rance. Um, That wasn't Higo's fault, but, you know, at the end of the day, when Higo had a chance to pay us back and have faith in the coaches, that's the thing that I think most of the players are upset about. They had a plan for him. They said, look, we believe in you. You believe in us. You'll be a starting 22 player, but you've got to put the work in. And he just, um, yeah, wanted to leave. Um, He demanded to leave um, when he realised the Saints were really into him. And we just said, well, okay. Yeah, we'll get you there
2: because you're not worth it. Um, oh, well, Here's loss. Talk, talk. Yep. Here's loss. You he won't the win the flag. And good won't to see the players take Umbridge to it as well. I like to see a bit of fire. So yeah, yeah, it
0: was good.
2: Um, back to the game in hand. I just want to touch, we'll ask a few questions, sort of touching on what we mentioned last week. Tiggs, were you pretty happy with the role that Camden played on Hill on the weekend? And I just want to point out that Mansell played a better game than Hill and is on what, fuck, more than half of his wage. 900 grand for that effort, Hill. That is shit house.
0: Yeah, look,
2: to be honest with you, we're saying McIntosh on Hill. We're not giving credit to Pickett. Pickett
0: played on Hill. They interchanged. They swapped a lot. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. Um, yeah, Pickett was on um, Hill a fair bit. But in saying that, McIntosh, McIntosh does what McIntosh does. He's a defensive winger. Um, he works tirelessly. I loved how he kept on
2: clogging their space
0: and harassed. Uh, and it was a brilliant game by him.
2: That was, was very good. Yeah. Um... Did you have one for CB there, Tiggs? Yeah, I do, mate. Yeah, I was just waiting for you to wait for your APX, mate. So I know how you smooth. get, mate. Yeah, you
0: listeners don't understand. We're on Skype, right? So when we're talking, Michael sends us out these messages. And for me, he gets his – because, you know, I'm Spanish and I'm, I'm, I'm not – I colour-coded everything Anglo-Saxon. He, you know, really lets rip, you know what I mean? Deport, deportation and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, gets written by. Um, but sorry, Michaels, I digress. Um, CB, got a question for you, mate. Were you happy with the settled structure of our back six this week? I personally was. What about yourself?
1: Mate, we called it, didn't we, last week? We said we wanted a second ruck option. And that's why we were all for CCJ, someone coming in. So it would allow our defensive posts to stay where they were, lock it down. And lo and behold, Bolter and Asprey played behind the ball the whole game, didn't have to worry about going into the ruck. And we kept the team to under 50 points in a new, improved, fast-moving game. So it just goes to show we were on the, very much on the right track with our thoughts on why those two blokes need to stay back. And um, I was happy as a pig in shit. Michaels, what yes. did you make of our Inside 50 tackling game compared to last week?
2: Loved it. And I think all Richmond people would have loved it. We, I think against Port Adelaide, we had... Oh, we have 8 or 10, maybe even less? Last week against St Kilda, we had 18 tackles inside our our 450, which is elite. Um, our 2021 average is 9.2, and by contrast, the Saints had 8. So that was a huge turning point, I think, for the game, to be able to apply constant pressure the whole game to their defenders was a, a huge reason why we, we got over the line. Uh, and I want you both to get your opinions on this, and you kind of touch on it, CB. Pickett playing in the ruck. It, it's one, I think it's fair to say, none of us saw coming. We all anticipated that the easy choice was CCJ or a Troll, someone like that. Uh, But Pickett's come in and played that that Grigg 2.0 role and maybe even played it better than Grigg with his sort of ability on ground level, Tiggs. Yeah, look, I was wrapped with it. His leap surprised me.
0: I didn't know he had such a vertical leap. Um, He actually outleaped Carlisle, which was fantastic. Um, I have to admit, like, with integrity, I think he threw it, like, when he landed, unless he's got super quick hands, because that didn't look like a handball to me when he got it out to... Out, so I think it was coaching or Edwards, but um, no, it was fantastic. It was just creative coaching. They obviously um, Pickett's got full trust with the, the the coaches because they're throwing him a challenge, and he apparently has been telling them, "Put me in, I can do it, I can do it." So it was great to see it. I, I did it. Rumor you
1: know? has yeah. it, rumor has it, he was telling the coaching staff that in the waffle, he used to play against um, the backup ruckman, and he used to out jump them. He told the coaches that. So um, clearly, he was um, he was correcting what he was saying because he the way he competed in the ruck against guys, he was jumping over the top of Carlisle and those blokes, and you, you just see the value of a guy like Pickett. He can play defensively, he can play in a wing, he can play forward, and now he can play in the ruck. So he's like the, he's like our ultimate utility. He's a freak. He's unreal. Um, sorry, can I just say,
0: I'm glad you used that word, because that's what I've been saying. People have misunderstood me saying I'm a hater of him. I, I've said to him, no, he's got all the tools to be the ultimate utility, and he, he's showing it now. I've just gotten past the fact that he's not a one-touch player. Anyone listening to this, if you understand he's going to fumble a possession, because that's the nature of how he is, um, once you get past that, you see every all you get to appreciate all of his other strengths. and. His game against the Saints was brilliant. I reckon his game against Port was the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, and he's just getting stronger, which is great to see, which makes sense too because he's only been in the system. This is his third year. So really last year was his second year Blues and he had a good year last year. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes a top 15 player.
2: Before we move on oh, to uh, talking uh, about just... some players, uh, Declan sent through on the Spreaker chat. Pickett did well, but I think a second ruck and a third tall forward option would be better. That's something we'll definitely probably touch on in our ins and outs. But it's the Picket it in ruck has now caused a bit of a selection dilemma. I think I think it's made Hardwick and Co's job harder. But uh, no, it's definitely one to think about.
1: Well, well I'm just waiting for Collingwood to offer him a seven-year, one million-dollar oh, contract.
2: Jesus! Won't they ever? <laughs> My God! You're lining up for days. <laughs>
1: Right, so um, I guess we'll go into a bit of a, a bit of a uh, conversation on a couple of uh, players and their thoughts and their games. Tiggs, how would you rate Cochin's um, game, and how, how have you rode your season so far? Um, Cochin, uh, uh, yeah, good. He
0: look, he's working into the season. Um, he's look, he's working into the season is basically the way I'll say it. he's, he's always Mr. Reliable. His his disposals getting better, but it's still not as clean as we know it can be. But he's working traffic under immense pressure. as elite. Um. And they highlighted that on a, on a couple of the footy shows where he understood, you know, very much like Melbourne, St Kilda are very good inside the circle but not good on the outer ring. So he made sure to get the ball on the outside to bypass their, their inner circle and that just shows an elite footy brain. And what about you, Michaels? Did you, um, any other players that you thought you liked?
2: I didn't mind Graham's game, Jack Graham, that is. He's taken self to another level this year, I think. Um, the one thing that's impressed me about him this year has been his tank and his ability to cover the ground quickly, because that was kind of his knock last year and the year before, that he just wasn't able to find the ball and stay in the contest for long enough. So I thought his game was uh, was pretty good, CB. What about you? Who else did you loved, like?
1: L- loved it. And last one for me, I've got so much man love for this guy, but Shane Edwards... Oh, like we've already covered McIntosh, but but Shane Edwards, he really is. Look for those people who don't understand, and Michael's and I had it confirmed by another guys involved with another club now. Edwards is the guy that is pivotal to our midfield and how it sets up and what it does. And um, he just, how was that goal that he kicked? Like he's just hit the ball at a million miles an hour and just bent it sort of like what ninety degrees over his shoulder, or how, I don't know the angles, but. He's just – he's 32 and he's playing like he's 25. It's just unbelievable how good this guy is and how good he's going. Love him. Love him to bits.
2: And, and if I can – Yeah, he's a freak.
0: If I can be allowed to highlight the player that I like um, in the game for me that – again, I just – I do the Antonio Banderas gif every time the game finishes after watching him play is Shy Bolton. Particularly yeah. too, if you highlight the fact that we haven't got pressure in the side – for us not to lose out in clearances, you know, obviously we've got the great work with, with the other mids around him, but he just gets us out in the space. He's a really smart um, – he's an Edwards mark too in a sense. I'm rapt that he's playing with Edwards, and I hopefully he plays with Edwards. Edwards doesn't retire for another three, four years, so he gets to yeah. learn as much as he can because he does Edwards-type stuff. Like that mark he did in the forward 50 where – he, he led into the forward 50, but he, he did it in such a way that the defenders didn't realise he was going to go for the mark. And then when he launched, he launched that high. They were just dumbfounded and just watched him grab it good. uncontested, basically. It was just, you can't teach that. You're just no, born
2: with it. he's just nah, got we're that. We're very lucky. Yeah, that very lucky to have ability. And like you said, if he's learning off Edwards, there's no better person. Uh, Kane Horn just sent through on Spreaker as well that Baker was fantastic up the ground. That's a good call, Kane. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I'm spewing he didn't kick that goal but uh, it was good Damn. to see him up the ground but
1: Actually, actually, no, we're spewing that Tom Lynch, the selfish prick, took that mark on the goal on that denied Dylan Grimes a goal.
2: Yes. Shame
1: on you Tim. Oh, <laughs> shame on you
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, but you, you could see the smile on Dimmer's face though. That is, he, he played the team thing but um, can I answer one of the, um, the questions here? Brad mentioned CCJ time to come in I reckon. Brad, I reckon mate um, it's time for Naish, or RCD, just personally, because they're, they're killing it two weeks in a row now
2: in the VFL. Okay, well, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure we'll get to that in the ins and outs as well, but there's plenty of names lining up, which is what we love. Um, I'll go, I'm just going to go through stats quickly and just get your thoughts before we um, push on. Inside 50s, uh, we won 64 to 33. Inside 50 efficiency, we were 50%, and average averages 48.5. Hit-outs, we won 45 to 27, which was... Amazing, clearances. We won forty four to twenty eight. Yeah, uh, the clearances forty four <laughs> to twenty eight. That's probably the biggest one I reckon. Our twenty twenty one average is thirty one point eight cb. Is that a part of the game well, we've actively tried to improve? Do you think the clearances?
1: Well, well, well what the? I think Gary Line nailed it on one of the. Was it on the couch? Richmond's one of the bravest clubs out there in the fact that we will try something. We are prepared to throw the magnets around to see what works and what doesn't. So our midfield is, like I said, you know, all of a sudden you know, Bolton's in there, Jack. But but I think Bo- on Bolton and Graham, I think they're leading. They're like top five in a couple of areas in the league at the moment. So they're actually elite in some of their aspects. Then you do, then you throw in, you know, Dustin Dustin Martin played extra time in the midfield this week. He didn't play forward as much. Yep. And he got a, he racked it up. He racked up what thirty four touches. Um, coach and say, but well, we really. We, I think we had like, tw- was it? There was some number we had like, was it twenty one clearances in a row? It was, it was
2: something Yeah, it, it, was, it was. yeah, it was huge. Yep. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So, so, so
1: we, well, it is given that we were, we, and they can say they didn't have their rucking row and Marshall fair enough, but mate, they were rucking Jake Carlisle against Marlon Kickett, who's a fl- who's a utility flanker type. So yep. let's not try and gloss over this bullshit yeah. that the Saints are trying to. Yeah, and they still had Steele and a couple of other blokes in the midfield who were fairly handy footballers. So for them, but so for the Saints to get belted like they did was pretty. Was an indictment on them actually. It showed how good we were because we sent a message to the Comptroller just to remind them that we're still around. But it was an indictment on St Kilda too because they were weak as piss.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And the 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 other set I want to throw at you, Tiggs, Marks inside fifty, St Kilda five, Richmond seventeen. That's our highest for some time now. Um, one that I, it's a pleasing surprise to see that. It's pleasing, but can I please talk about the clearances as well, if you don't mind?
0: For us, we're the rare side that the clearances stat, um, you know, people say, oh, we had really great clearance game against the Kilda and, you know, we've really improved. But we base our clearance game on the team that we're playing. A lot of times, if we're playing, let's say, a Melbourne side, we're happy for them to get the first possession because we know we can get them to turn them over post-clearance. So... That's the reason how we so our num that clearance that particular can go up and down. But see, everything CB said was 100% spot on. But um, with it, from what he said, you know, we just um just smashed him in that area, regardless, because also you know off their game because of our pressure. But look, Mark's there, they, they marked the ball, it was great. Um, one of the things I liked about it too is, is that um, and it's been picked up now, it's finally starting to get some recognition. Is is Rerollton and, and um, uh, Tom Lynch don't cross each other's lanes. They don't go for marks together, and they work really well together in tandem. Lynch is going to kick a bag at the moment. Rewalt's getting the getting the gravy as his scores start to shoot right up, and he starts getting the best defender. They start zoning on Rewalt. You watch Lynch start getting it, um, getting the easy marks. So, and his scores will follow from that. But yeah, no, it was fantastic. It was really good. Um, it was really good forward craft, but also it was really great by the midfield because they
2: really cut their eyes.
0: Yeah, they, they they cut the Saints out, lowered their eyes, and started hitting targets. And they changed angles.
2: It's beautiful to which
0: watch.
1: Was it
2: was brilliant. Poetry in yeah, motion. It was good. It was, good. It, was, it was
1: a baker's pass to Rewalt in the third yes. quarter or something. Mm. He just on the he just sma- he just hit it inside, and it was just champagne footy. Yeah, but champagne. Off of but off a of picket spoil
0: on a mark, which was the best right. actor football I've seen in a long while. He, he had no right to do that, but because of his leap, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic.
2: Now, CB, you put out a tweet, didn't you? The hour before the game. What What were you wanting our <laughs> listeners to do for you?
1: Yeah. So obviously, the umpire's a bit of a bit of been a bit of a topic on the show for a while, and I guess what we would do, I guess we were seeking a bit of validation just to see if we were going crazy, or was what we were seeing true and correct with an umpire bias, and we saw it at halftime. I sent out a tweet because we were down fifteen to seven in the free kicks. And I I backed us in at what thirty and fourteen. And you guys thought I was mad. And I was on I was on track at that stage. Um, the first quarter in particular, we we're looking at for, we we're looking at free kicks in the both forward lines. And if I got it right, in the first quarter Saint Kilda had six free kicks to our three in the forward fifty. And St Kilda got three goals out of that, didn't they?
2: They did. Most of their score was from that.
1: Yeah, correct. They would not even got four goals. And there was two, there was two, there was two choppings of the arms that were just disgraceful decisions. One was Mansell who hit the ball when King went for it. And the other one was, was uh, Bolter on King and Bolter didn't even touch his arms. Like it, there was just some, just some garbage decision-making in there. And then for, for, the, for the overall count to finish on 23-13, um, yeah. Yeah. like it's just, it's, too, it's 22 versus 22. How can that be so obscure when we win by 85 points? So clearly we've got more of the pill in the opposition, and somehow we're still giving away more free kicks. Yeah, There's the, something not right.
0: Yeah, and I've sort of been on this a bit, and uh, now I've seen three weeks straight of this one sided, and I've come to the realisation they're actively umpiring on the jumper, not the action. They're they're looking at contests and they're assuming this is what's happened because he's a Richmond jumper. And that's what the that only way you can explain some of the bullshit calls that are being made like you've just illustrated. Only you you're right, right. They guess. They guess. They, guess, oh, they, guess
2: they, they, they do. They anticipate.
0: And they've got a, and they've got a um opinion about us, rightly or wrongly, because um, we do push the line. Like I'm first, we, we do, you know, try to creep over the mark. We do push the people under the ball when we but we do it legally, but just on the border. And they would have had 17 clubs whining and wailing and shooting off emails. This is what the club, this is what the Tigers do. And you can't sit there and tell me that doesn't sit in their subconscious brain. That always, they talk about the Tigers, the Tigers always come up in their reviews about clubs. Um, You know, every season, every period when they do about how the competition is being officiated, you know, feedback from other clubs. And they've now been brainwashed. Now, we could, we could fucking do it. We could, you know what it really gets me is when there's obvious free kicks that they won't pay. That's when you yep. know, because there was a couple of instances against, particularly in the poor Game, but against Saints, there was one instance where you could clearly see um, Lynch's arm not only getting dragged down, but the defender had his arm over his neck, the umpire's in clear
2: view, and it was play on. Yep. Yeah, they're the frustrating ones. Just feels like it's something we have to get used to, which is uh, not good. But um, oh, well, good luck to now us this week. Melbourne got, Melbourne got Melbourne uh, got 27 free kicks last week. Anyway, yeah. And, and oh,
1: well, now I...
2: we're into the next part, which is. Oh, please! Sorry. Into
1: the next part, which is no, no, no. no it's not me. My... It's
2: so I was going to say the no. next part. We're into the next. The tiger there. Got... I, I yeah, don't I was have to introduce the Tiger Den. Go on, you can sing. I don't have Rocky lined up yet, I must admit. So you can sing you can Oh, you had
0: far out. You know,
2: sickness. is gonna sing in the Tiger Den intro, go for it. All
0: right. Uh, well,
2: Gen, my Gen, Tiger Den <laughs>
0: okay, i wait for you to finish C B <laughs> <laughs> <No, you go. laughs> uh, Look, my Tiger Den um is really focused on um one player and it's Dustin Martin. Um, what he when we when we got him to pick three, thank God Melbourne picked the other two spuds before him. But even in his first um, preseason, um, everyone knew there was something different about him. And then he showed that. I watched a couple of his first two seasons just today, just to get a, get myself in the spirit for this. And you know, his one one arm don't argue against Ferreira in a forward pocket. And Frito was a big man, and, and Martin was in his first year and put him on his ass, right? Um, what he's done for the club too, people – well, we Tigers, we, we know what, he's, what, he, what he is to us and what he means to us, but he's one of the – we're looking at a modern-day, century-type player that you probably see one every 100 years. He – and there's been a lot of great champions before him, and I'm not disrespecting any of them when I say this, but Martin – has all their qualities, but he has something that's unique about him. And what that uniqueness is, and I've done a fair bit of work on this, is that Martin is selfish. Selfish. Not selfish. Selfless. Selfless.
2: Selfless. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Um, Lee Matthews, absolute legend of the game, but was a hog. KB, absolute, and my personal champion before Dustin Martin's now doing what he's doing, but was a hog. They would win games out of their own boot, but they normally would not bring other players into the game. Um, because they were legends. And in those days, it's, you know, if you're a, a Royce Hart or a, or a, you know, or a Jack Dyer, you, you have to get them on your back by winning the game off your own boot. Dustin Martin does that. But what also Dustin Martin does, he he, he recognises intimately, all right, Graham might not be getting a lot of the ball, so I'm going to just get the ball to him. Marlon Pickett's first game on debut in a grand final, no less. I'm going to pass the ball to him. Um, yeah, that's yeah. distinctive with him, and that's... I've not seen that from an absolute. I've never seen Dangerfield do it. Um, I didn't see Hodge do it. I didn't see Mitchell do it. So we've got we're living in special time, Tiger, Tiger heads. Um, he's going to he's going to stay with us. I could see him playing for another five years because he's got the genes for it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give him recognition. All my love, mate. Two fifty.
2: Two fifty. What a star!
0: He's an absolute star, and, and I want to end it. Guys, with Shy Bolton, don't be surprised you hear two to three years. I think it's two years from what I got told yesterday, but it might be three, Ooh. but it'll be announced fairly soon.
1: Ooh, actually, I well, might be excited when we saw him and Adam Serra from uh, Free Athletics. No, though,
0: no, so. no, Shy
1: Bolton is
0: It's just when they announce it. They probably they won't announce it this week because obviously Dusty's 250th in Anzac. Um, I think there's a few things still to work out, but it's, it's, it's done. It's basically done, I got told. And, um, well, that's the word within. The club, um, obviously, he's told, told all the players he's staying. So um, when it gets officially announced, I don't know. But it's going to be two years or maybe three. But he's definitely staying.
2: Love it. Actually, before I throw it to UCB with your intro, I've got a bit of trade talk as well from an anonymous tip I got on Facebook. Oh, great. Uh, but, uh, but I know he's got he's mail. Sure so Facebook, so I can, can no, 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 it's... Uh, I don't want to say who he is because he didn't want me to, but we know who this person is and I I know he's got good info. Uh, Josh Caddy, despite the board, as in the big footy board, calling for him to be traded. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Ah. The club still sees him as a winger who can go forward where we are getting on top of clubs because he can be damaging and make their wingers accountable. So for people hoping or thinking he's going to get traded, it's not going to happen by the sounds of it. Why well, would you get rid of him, mate? No, I don't know. you need, depth. You need no, depth. I'm not sure why you'd get rid of him, but well, uh... so, so you, you, yeah, hey,
1: hey all these dickheads aren't trading. What happens like 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 Towner Net last, you know, in two thousand seventeen, we caught one bad injury, you yeah. know, in the oh. right area. He's yeah. the man, you know what I mean? He can like, fill he, a few he, gaps. Just, absolutely.
2: All right, hey. so I'm gonna I'm gonna play you intro. Give it the- All right, it's time for the Bloodbath with CD. Give it to us, baby. Captain Blood17.
1: You're a dickhead. And I'll tell you why you're a dickhead. Because you bought into the Sydney Stack hysteria last year when he screwed up at Kebab Gate. And I've, like I said, I'm putting my hand up here and baking myself because i got to say, watching the Rezies game against Werribee and seeing Sydney Stack back out there, I was so happy to see him back out on the ground in a Richmond jumper. And um, I'm really, really glad that the club kept him on. And I really, really hope he makes the best of his opportunity. So I'm baking myself because (laughs) I I stupidly just jumped in there and get rid of him and carried him like a dickhead. And um, I was clearly wrong in that. And I hope that Stacky um, makes the most of his second chance. And I will say this too. I'm just going to throw something out there. Samson Ryan will be the number two ruck at Richmond within 12 months. Ooh. Bookmark that call. That's the end of my bloodbath. Well, is that Samson Ryan? Yep. will be the number two. two
0: ruck. I reckon Marte will. I, I Sorry, I I got um, some first-hand vision of him that's not publicly released. But he's scary. He's talent, mate. He's ceiling. My God. Mate, all just, all just I can tell you. All I can tell right.
2: you just <laughs> Ryan's Malik. good, though. He kicks goals. That banana on the boundary was pretty good.
0: No, no doubt, and I'm not disrespecting him either. I'm just saying, um, with Marte, all you or the, the biggest um, rap I could give to him, he reminds me of a Marlon Picket. Just if Marlon Pickett was 217,
2: <laughs> oh, what is it, 210
0: centimeters, and was
1: 10 years younger. That's the talent this kid has. It's insane. Gee, <laughs> all right, bit of a so watch this space goes, folks,
2: in 12
1: months. It's uh, Tig's call versus mine. He's the only basketball he's ever played yeah. before.
2: And I'm saying Samson Ryan. I like this. Let's, let's no, you said two this years, in... though.
1: Didn't you? You said two uh, years. I said, no, I
2: said 12, 12 months. In 12 months. He said 12 months. Let's revisit this in 12 months and see how you both progress. I like this. I like this.
0: All right. In 12 months, you're going to go on. <laughs> 12 months. I do Here we go. 12 months, Soldo will still be our number second Ruckman, nominated Ruckman. Um, Ryan will be played as a forward and CCJ would... Um, I don't know. GWS.
1: If yeah. yeah,
2: if he doesn't pull his thing out, he'll be um, he'll be at another club. Sue just said on Spreaker, big call on Sampson. We like we like the big call, Sue. We like CB back at himself. We're going to check in in twelve months and we'll uh, criticize him if we have to. But we're hoping uh, he's right. I can't wait.
1: I can't wait for Sunshine Tiger to bring this up in ten months and give it to me. But that's all right.
2: All right, we'll move on yeah. to some listener questions. We'll fly through these as quick as we can because we've got the the preview as well. Uh, I do want to acknowledge there was a lot of questions um, about the changes and who's coming in. We will get to those in the ins and outs. I haven't included them in this segment, but thank you to everyone for sending through your questions. Uh, First one for you, CB, from Jonathan Lawson. After five rounds, do we think the pressure game still works against all comers like it did against the Saints, or Sydney approach can work towards the business end of year to overcome us?
1: Mate, first of all, hello, Jonathan. Yeah, pressure game still works. We were two points off being four and one. So, um, and and Sydney was just purely an aberration. And let's be honest, mate, when the whips are cracking in September, we'll find out if Sydney's even still there, and then we're going to find out who's going to be able to stop us when we get our wheels rolling. So, pressure game, absolutely still works. Now, um, Tiggs, had Richmond versus Melbourne on Anzac Day Eve, has it overtaken the Collingwood versus the Druggies game? Both Collingwood and Essendon are irrelevant now and must have thus, and must, this, this doesn't matter. I'm going to start again. I this should A question from Michael McKenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has, the, has the Richmond and <laughs> Melbourne game on Anzac Day Eve overtaken Collingwood versus the Druggies? Both the Pies and the Druggies are now irrelevant and should have the game taken away from them.
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's really, yeah, two questions in one. So I'll go to the first part. Has, has Anzac Eve overtaken Collarwood and Druggies? Not yet. Um, I reckon, obviously, the nature of the four sides and how um, our two sides are performing compared to theirs, we'll probably get more at our game. Um, then there's that'd be great, but once we've done that consistently for three to four years, that's when I'll sit down and say, "Yeah, we've overtaken them." But who gives a shit? They're they're to honour fallen soldiers. You know, the spirit done by the diggers. As long as it's celebrated, I, um, that's what it means for me. care who's got the marquee game, I'm just wrapped that we're a part of it. Um, as to druggies in would I agree. Uh, there, see, Anzacs for me, the spirit of Anzac is mateship, um, is you know, uh, integrity. And, look, this is a personal opinion, but Collingwood has cheated um, the AFL system. Druggies have cheated. Um, Yeah, they should be replaced to upstanding sides. Like, you know, is this too big of a call, guys? You know, Richmond plays on a Thursday, Anzac Eve. And then um, we back up again and play on the set
2: <laughs> Play two Absolutely. games in the going to make history. I think it's on the box now, you feel. Put the VFL you know, boys not in for one. Doing, but,
0: nah, Look, leave, I'm a traditionist. Leave Collingwood and the, um, the druggies to have it. You know, it's they've, they've made it themselves. Like we've made Dread Time. Like we've made Anzac Eve, you know, a special occasion. Um, so, yeah. And, um, and can I just like, say, whatever,
1: yep. whatever dickhead from the AFL, whatever dickhead from the AFL signed off on the two jumpers, that are playing oh. on um Sunday. Yeah, they're all wow. fucking holy up. shit! Yeah, what a stuff up that is. Yeah, Black he's got on. No
0: Sorry, luck. let go. Must have COVID. Um. Anyway, that leads yeah. me to a question from the tail. Um. Uh, for you, Michaels. How did you guys celebrate the Colton, Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond
2: Quaddy this week? Um. <laughs> With the greasy kebab, Sydney Stack and Coleman Jones style is how we celebrated it. You, you can't go wrong when those three teams lose and we win in a week of football. Is there is there a more beautiful sight? I'm I'm not too sure. No, nah, no, it no, was. Geelong long nah. may it continue as well? And and I mean, Geelong were well for the first quarter. I was kind of hoping Geelong were going to lose because the Kangaroos were beating them. Uh, obviously, they are riding their their draft pick, but uh, Kangaroos, being the witch's hats they are, just rolled over unfortunately. But that uh, no, will keep riding them into the ground week by week. Uh, well, what? Like, like I told the wife, I
0: said, you know, joy factor. Because when I read this question to her, she, I said, oh, it's borderline where my kids were born, or the joy I had when this yeah. happened, when that <laughs> happens, you know.
2: Oh, it's yeah, long may it continue. Uh, CB from Trelawgan Tiger, Will George Castagna ever return to kicking a standard drop punt when lining up for goal from thirty meters out directly in front? He must have tried every possible other kicking style or action known to footballers.
1: First of all, good evening, Trelawgan Tiger. And I'm hoping to see you at the Anzac Day Eve game, Trelgan versus Mall on Saturday night in Morwell. Going to be a cracker. Now, on to the question. No. It is apparently written in George's contract that he isn't allowed to kick a drop punt within 45 metres of goal. And so long as he's slotting him, I don't care how he does it. He's currently our third best goal kicker this season with nine. And he's actually 23rd in the league, one behind Lynchy. So um, no, mate. I don't care if he kicks mongrel punts, spirals, ones that spin forwards, backwards. As long as he keeps putting them through the middle and keeps doing what he's doing, and I reckon he's having his best year ever, um, he can do it however he wants.
2: Bring back the drop kick.
1: Yes. <laughs> now, um, this one is from Sergio Diggs. Is the fact that the Saints went in without a recognised Ruckman, lulling us into a false sense of belief that we are back to our best? Oh, Sergio, great,
0: uh, great question, mate. And I, I hope Sergio, judging by the name, that you know you have Grapper in the, in the garage. And you if you do, mate, just send me a direct message, mate. I'll come over and drink some of that with <laughs> you. But um, look, the Saints. I'm gonna more answer. You know, this stuff about the recognised ruckman. At the end of the day, we've got Nank. He's a workhorse. Um, I think he's a hybrid ruck. Really, he does great ruck work, but he's like a midfielder for us. So, um. I'll put that aside, but, you know, illusion, are we back to our best? We're, this is what's scary for the competition. Um, we're like Port, like Geelong, like Brisbane. We're probably going at about 60% at the moment because, you know, we're training loads with our shortened pre-season. And even in saying all that, we put aside a way that, you know, really set them up for this game and we, and we just dominated them. So one one thing that about this group is their pride. I, I know they're licking their lips against Melbourne because um, Melbourne is basically ripped. they've done what Collingwood's done, is ripped off our playbook. Um, if you hear them speak, so I wouldn't be surprised if we we do over Melbourne. Um, we get done by the dogs or beat the dogs, and then we lose a couple of games because at the end of the day, um, we have you know we're just going. Um, but our, our our system is so good and the players are so professional now and they're so battle hard, and it's taken them. A lot shorter time to get to speed, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, watch out. Because when we hit, you know, 90, 95, 100%, which is hopefully come finals time, um, I, I don't, again, it's going to sound really arrogant, but I'm really believer of this. I said it before
2: the season started. I can't see a team going with us. Well, that game against St. Kilda proved it, I think, in, in a small day. It kind of reminded everyone anyway. Yeah, absolutely dominated them. Alright, thank you to all the listeners for sending through your questions this week. We love it, as always, and um, make sure you hit us up on on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Actually, I might have had another question. I'm pretty sure I posted one in our chat. Uh, Actually, CB, I'll ask you this one more. This one, It was a Facebook one, we don't get many of them, so I'll ask it for you, CB, before we push on. From Paul Dixon, can anyone explain how we play versus Swans versus how we played versus Port? And how we played versus the Saints, it's like watching two different teams.
1: Well, effectively it was. That's <laughs> I mean, I still view I view the Sydney game as an aberration, but I do I view the Port Adelaide game and the Saint Kilda game as Richmond style football.
2: Yeah. I just
1: think for whatever reason, Sydney got us on that one off day and really nutted us and yeah. all credit to them. But I reckon if we played again if we played Sydney again this week, do you
2: honestly think we'd have the same result? I don't think so. They played uh, as, not as well as they possibly yeah. could as well. So, thank you again and for also, the questions, people.
1: And also, too, for the guy to ask the
0: question, we got, um, we lost to Port on their home deck without pressure um, by two points. And really, if Gray's out of bounds had it been called out of bounds, we would have won that game and would have been just one less, win less than Melbourne. So, yeah. yeah, it was a great game. For me, it's a moral victory. I, Put a W yeah, on yeah. It, moral know, victory. On tomorrow. Jeez, tomorrow <laughs> victory. Haven't
2: heard that for a few years.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, mate. I, I'm running at my house. <laughs> Don't worry, mate.
2: All, <laughs> all right. right. All right, now, preview of round six. It's all yours.
0: Yeah. So you know we're coming up. Uh, we're coming up against the cheese sticks, um, Melbourne. You know they're they're you know they're really really. If you hear their supporters, you know we had one fellow on SEN saying how they've got eleven elite. <laughs> <players>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Richmond has <laughs> Richmond struggled to name two. Elite and just very good role players. That's their their mind, um, their mindset at the moment. And look, I look at them and I had a look at our two thousand and seventeen form, right? Because we were five and zero and they were five and zero. But then if you compare who they've played compared to who we played in that period of time too, so people were saying that we didn't play anyone, which is true, but we came off a two thousand and sixteen which was atrocious and got three new recruits in and we had a lot of. Um, uh, things dis, um, things that could have caused disharmony within the list as players get to learn each other's movements. So Melbourne's not really had any of that. Um, and, yeah, they've dom- they've, beaten, they've beaten sides. They just got over... Oh, look, they smashed Hawthorne. But if you watch the first three quarters, um, under, when Hawthorne applied a little bit of pressure, Melbourne's disposal can
2: go to shit. Hawks um, were in that till the last quarter. Oh,
0: they were. But as soon as... When their pressure... Um, when they dip the pressure, that's Melbourne gone on. It's like a good side we're doing. Melbourne's a good side. You know, the sick, sitting on the second letter, What well, we mentioned five games. We're three win, two losses, but really it's four wins, one loss with an asterisk on it. So, look, my my thoughts, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the game, guys, but my thoughts really are, I'm allowed to say my thoughts, Emma, Michael? Yeah. And then Yeah, okay. All right, I just want to make sure I wasn't burning any, any toast here. My third thoughts so are, look, Let said it best. We always manage Melbourne when we play them, so they're very good on the inside. They're trying to develop their outside game, right? But they've not really had sides that will press them across the whole entire ground. That's the key difference. We won't just pressure them in the midfield. We'll pressure them on the wings, in the back half, and in the forward half. Their forwards have basically dominated their defenders because they've been getting so much supply and quality supply from their midfield because their midfield's gotten on top. If we can match them in the inside and get the ball on the outside, I still believe they don't have the runners of quality that we have. They have Langdon who's having a, a season best five games, but his disposal is still if you're if shit. Um, I can see this game where Martin takes it as a personal affront and rips it. I do know that our, our players are, do not want to let Martin down. We rarely do it for a player, but... We're going to be playing out of our skins. So I seriously think Melbourne won't get close. And I reckon from go to woe, it will just be hammer time. But that's, that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts, um, CB?
1: Mate, I reckon um, this, is, this game's going to be the battle of the half-back lines. I think that's where the game's going to be won or lost for either team. The midfield will be the midfield. And uh, Max Gorn, let's face it, he's the best number one ruckman in the game at the moment. He's a fantastic player. And his work behind the ball and work forward of the ball, he's going to cause Nankervis some problems, actually, is my thoughts there. But I really think it's – Melbourne's been diligent with how they've reshaped their back line, moving Hunt to the half-back line for them to be a masterstroke because he's quick and he can use the ball okay. And for us, you know, what this is his third game in, so he'll start to get his sea legs. Um, Shorty played a better game last week, and if we just leave our key posts behind the ball – um, will be pretty solid, so I think, uh, um, yeah, I think this game will be one between the arcs, and uh, yeah, that, that's where I think that's where I think it's at. Michaels,
2: yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. It's um, <clears throat> the midfield battle for me is going to be interesting with uh, yeah Maxi Gorn giving Clayton Oliver and Petraka and all that some some good service potentially just because he's got that natural height and reach over Nank, but When the ball hits the deck, Nank's going to be an absolute animal. So their backs, I think Stephen May's playing from what I saw on social media. Yeah, he's playing. um, playing. Which I was a bit bummed about because I thought that's an area you could get on top of him. So if we can get it in quick enough like we did last week against St Kilda, lower our eyes and hit up targets. Lever and May are very good at sort of zoning off their men, like what we do, I suppose, uh, intercept marking or spoiling the ball. So... If we don't bomb it in long, if we lower our eyes, hit our 450 targets, uh, I think we can be good enough to, to kick a, a big score.
0: <laughs> the thing with that, though, is Melbourne intercept. We, we beat West Coast. Why? They've got great intercept defenders, and Melbourne is very similar set up in the back like West Coast is. The reason why we can beat West Coast pretty easily is Melbourne likes the ball kicked to them. So if you're running straight down the midfield, if you can picture a, a midfielder just running a line and then kicks along that line. That's, they're very good to direct the ball that way. Well, we're different and we're the Bulldogs different. We're probably the two sides that do it consistently. Our midfielder will be running a straight line and then he'll go on a Z angle and, hand, and release the ball by hand. Then another one will release it by hand. So they can't set up knowing where the heck the ball's going. And then we penetrate inside 50. So we just need to do that. If we continue doing what we do and change the lines, we will take away their intercept game. And that intercept game is what's launching most of their attacks. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to see.
1: I'll be pissed <clears> off, like the grand final where we let Stuart run right for two quarters before we decided to put a man on him. All we've got to do, because Jake Leves there, there and just there, they've lost him. I guess you'd call him. Yeah. All we've got to do is put a bloke on him from the get go, and he doesn't go well when you play man on man with him. He doesn't.
2: And that's where that's all um, we've got to do without reaching the next step ahead in the ins and outs. But that's where someone like a caddy has a role in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But we've played against that combo before. And
0: we we beat them. Um, see, the thing is with them, they're not great one on one defenders. Um, like if you if the ball if they're isolated and it's one on one, they're not. Particularly May, that's a weakness of his. Yeah,
2: and that's why we've um, got to move it quick. When we got the ball yes. eighty meters out from a marker, a free kick. The one thing that shoots me to tears, we, we tend to hold it up for about 20 seconds and wait for everyone to get back when there's, yeah, there was two or three one-on-one contests in front of him. I would rather back those guys in, get it in there really quick, and put the defense under immense pressure because you're just as likely to give away a free kick when the ball's coming into a heap of one-on-ones. So I just would like to see us pump it in there quicker.
0: I love that you said that uh, Michaels is your, you're obviously just leeching into my brain. We've just got to make sure that we go inside 50 with speed. It's not going to be pretty guys. Don't expect, you know, lead up hit marks. We'll try to do that, but it's going to be um, speed into the forward 50. Once we do that and do that consistently, we're used to that style. They're not particularly to defend that style. Um, Cause it's a unique brand. That's where our edges against the competition. Def- Defensive zone, defense, defenders are used to playing a certain way. We always throw a spanner in the works. We play completely differently. And they only get to experience that once a season,
2: sometimes yeah.
0: two if we play them double. It's That's our uniqueness with it. It.
2: it. Yeah, it is. It's going we to be kind a great of, game. We've kind of inadvertently covered off your next topic there, CB, with where be won and lost, but it was natural. It was good. Um, have you got yeah. anyone else got anything to add, CB, about how the game might be won or lost? Nah, let's go ins and outs. Let's do it. Ins and outs. I'm going to be very vanilla and say no change, just off the back of how good the team was. I can see why there's an argument to bring in a, a proper second ruck, because uh, obviously how good Gorn is, you don't want to burn burn Curvis out, and I, for the life of me, can't remember who Melbourne's second ruck is, but I'm tipping you can't be worse than what Carlisle was. Um, and just, I'm not sure if it's risky to try pick it again in that role, but at the same time I'm just not sure how to fit CCJ in, um, when we had such a good game,
1: yeah, uh,
0: yeah. um, I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, mate. Like Max gone versus Nankurvis. Look, I agree with you, Brad. Um, I sort of said it a couple of episodes ago, I was really worried about um, burning out Nanks. I hear, and it's a concern, but it's horses for courses as well. I reckon Nank has got the tank. See, Max gone's an elite ruck, right? I think he's the best ruck in the game. He's, Ability to tap to advantage is is great, but where he's really really good, he can <clears throat> he reads the ball in flight really really well. Um, that big huge bomb he did was an aberration. He's not known for that, right? But he can inspire, uh, particularly when he goes there and does those relief marks. So if I was Nan Curvis and I was, I will concede the tap. I reckon our bids will concede the tap, and we will. And Nan's got an edge over Gorn is to go the body you know be an extra midfielder um, try to nullify the tap if you can, but as soon as it hits the ground, just tackle whoever's closest to you. apply that pressure and once you do that stream into defense. Um, we've got to have to do a team defense around Max scorn. So if he floats forward then the defenders cover him, um, which nank will be there. but if he floats to their defense, then our you know midfielders and forwards would have to work through him. That's the way to get max scorn because he's brilliant So you, so you're going with
2: it. you're going with no change.
0: I go with no change on that. I, I wouldn't bring a, I wouldn't bring CCJ in for this. You'd get torn to pieces. I was, I was sort of thinking maybe a a, a caddy, um, because he plays tall. Maybe do we get a like a forward to be, you know, ruck for five minutes, like a Lynch. Um, you know, the height he can match with Gorn, and he's got the body weight to do it, but obviously hasn't got the craft to do it. But then I thought, you know what? I watched a couple of Melbourne games. I said, no, nah, no, nah, just leave Lank, Nank on his own. Just say it's your game. It. Yeah, and pick it. Exactly all. If we need to get a forward, we can get a forward, um, one of our taller guys, to do it as a pinch hit. You've got to leave the back line alone, though. I think hopefully yeah. last week proved that. You've got we, to leave Bolt to where he is.
2: Agree. CB, you're going to be controversial? This is the first time ever
1: we've all agreed. I'm with no change. When you beat a team by 85 points, you don't change that. So, for me, no change. We're rolling with the same lineup.
2: Rolling with the same lineup, yeah. It's, it's hard to justify making a change, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Can I hey, say
0: go. one thing, though? One caveat. I'm oh, interested in what both of your thoughts are on this. Melbourne is not overly fast. They've got some speed in the side, but across the ground, they're not entirely fast. You'll probably agree with that.
2: They've got yeah. a couple of quick players, but yeah. Yeah, they've got
0: a couple. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, like, they're forwards. All their forwards are on elite speed, right?
1: the oh, answer no, have Pickett. He goes
0: Yeah, but outside of him, you know what I mean? He,
1: he, yeah, McGovern's have got,
0: like, quick. four or three. Like us, we've got three or 4 that They're pretty quick. Dude, dude, you're telling me
1: Melksham isn't quick? Oh, he's not quick.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> not quick. Melksham's not fast.
1: I'm the um, sorry, up. these
0: <laughs> supporters. Sorry, sorry, these. But I was thinking... Mansell's played two great games, right? And I want to leave him in the side, and that's why I went unchanged. But I would – coaches are obviously a lot better than us. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we said, okay, had a look at what we got. And maybe RCD or maybe someone like a nation. Let me explain before you guys all lose your minds. With our, my thought process on RCDs, he's quick on the three or four steps, right? He's elite out of, bursting out of traffic. Got really quick hands. So, if we feel we need to shore up that inside, um, inside midfield, because I like the experiment of leaving Graham forward, I reckon we need to do that. And I reckon we need to keep, um, and we've got Hawley and Short. So, if we're going less of a loss for us, we'd we'll move another half back flanker out and we won't lose anything speed on the ground because they're not overly quick themselves. To change it up a bit, maybe inject a, an inside distracted with elite hands to give him that big game experience. Or, ditto, someone like a Nash who's done nearly 40 disposals, I think it's two, three weeks in a row, and reward that form and say, Mansell, look, we're going to give you a bit of a break this game. It's not on you, but we want to give Nature a run in your role and, you know, to inject that speed to just full-blown attack the ball and, you know, attack the ball and drive it forward. What do you reckon? Is this the game to experiment
1: with that? No. 85 points when you beat a team, leave it.
2: Yeah, RCD's time will come. I know we all want to see him in, but um, Mantel played his role really well, and I think you've got to show sort of confidence and and respect his game and and let him keep going. So, oh, not a bad thought, but uh, yeah, I reckon we'll keep it as is. But uh, yeah, like you said, the coaches know best, so we'll back him in no matter what. All right, key matchups. Um, Tiggs, I think you already you touched on the uh, the Gorn and Curvis one. Did you have anything yeah. else quickly wanted to add to that one?
0: No, no, that's basically said, um, what do you reckon C B with Jack Lever, Stephen May versus Lynch and Rewold?
1: I think we need to get six goals minimum out of those two, um, for us to win the game. So um and I just reckon I agree with the sentiment on Lynch. He's close. He's close to have kicking a kick in bag and I'm hoping I'd really like to see him get, you know, kick a kick a nice four or five goal game in this one. But Like I said, um, no, I think we've got the edge over them. And, um, I mean, Stephen May was looking like the elephant man two weeks ago. I think it's a ballsy move. He's coming back. And good luck because Lynch Lynch is a pretty physical animal. Um, They're risking a bit with that. But, yeah, no, no, I'll back our boys in. But I just think they need to kick about six goals minimum for us to uh, get over the line. Michaels, what about um, Pickett versus Lamb Baker?
2: I know he plays for the opposition, but I really like watching Pickett play. He's uh, he's an excitement machine up forward, and Baker is going to have his hands full. Uh, I know Baker drifted forward last week, but I think I think Baker is a better matchup for Pickett than what Short would be on Pickett, just from a pure speed uh, and defending ability. So, And it's going to be the midfield as well. We can't let him get easy ball inside 50 or into space that Pickett can run onto, because he's going to burn most of our defenders pretty easily. So I'm really looking forward to that one, but Baker's... Big plus is he can actually hurt Pickett the other way. So if Pickett's not prepared to be a cannibal and chase Baker, then he will slice through the middle of the ground and hit up our targets going forward.
0: Wouldn't they put Grimes on
2: Pickett? No, no. No. no,
0: He's, Pickett... played, those, he's played, played, played on any bets. He's played on those type of crafty, small... I reckon,
2: I reckon the needs there more for
1: get.
0: Baker. Okay.
2: Uh, Tiggs, Clayton Oliver versus Trent Cotchin.
0: That's fascinating, isn't it? um <clears throat> Oliver's having a great year but again he's, he hasn't met much resistance Trent I love it when he plays angry um and what I love about our captain he seems to play angry every game um which is brilliant um oh look he will keep Oliver accountable he's not going to match him for speed Oliver's quicker than Trent but where Trent will get him is his footy IQ and the work he does in in contest um and if and if he stays on his tail, he's, Oliver doesn't like someone hard pressing him. Um, if I was Cotchin, I'll do really just work like he does with, did with Selwood, just slam his body, you know, slam him onto the ground. Cotchin's got a fantastic tackling technique that can hurt opponents. That's what I hope he applies when we play them on um, Saturday night. I reckon it's, I reckon Kochin will get the win. I reckon he's got more experience than Oliver, but it's going to be a really fascinating contest
2: to see how they go. And Cotchen's going to get up for Dusty's 250th. Make no mistake oh, about
0: no, it. Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah,
2: no doubt. And uh, CB, last one for you. Uh, the Kmart <laughs> Dusty versus Dusty. Oh, Dust tracker
1: I mean, um, in, in all seriousness, this will be... If this is a boxing match, you'd just say Dusty's going to knock him out in the third. It's not even... Look, Petrarca, he'll do a couple of good things. And I can hear Luke Darcy now going, Oh, You know, in the first quarter. And then Dusty's just going to rip him a new arsehole off for the next three quarters after that. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I hope they do go head-to-head, just so the world is reminded again that Dustin Martin is the greatest player in the league right now.
2: Unquestionable. Done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, you, you kind of want Petraka to kick one early so he runs up and about, and then Dusty's just the shit all over him for the next, you know... Three quarters, but we'll see how you it goes. It. You can see Oh, 100%. alright right, we'll get uh, some predictions for this one. Tiggs, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday night? I'm not allowed to have two predictions, am I?
0: But all right, so I'm going to lock on a one. I reckon it's going to be a shootout in the first half, and then we're going to lock them in in the last half. So in saying that, I reckon we'll win by... 23 points. I reckon the free kick count, and that'll be because we're completely inaccurate. I reckon we'll kick something stupid like 21 points. Uh, but we should still get over the line by 23. Free kick count, I reckon we're going to get monstered again. Oh, I seriously think they're going to get 28 freeze fall.
2: Oh, and, again, and
0: against, for us, we'll probably track lucky to get 12.
2: The free kick oh, ones look bad because I mean. the D's got 27 last week, so you're probably thereabouts.
0: Yeah, Uh, because they're they're a diver. Have you seen some of the gifts of Petrarca, you know, popping with no one near
2: him? (laughs) They did it in the Geelong game really well. Uh, CB.
1: Look, I think it's gonna be one of those like like the port game. I reckon this is gonna be real tight all game. It's not gonna get beyond 20 points either way. Um, and I think the Tigers will ultimately overcome the Melbourne Football Club by 14 points. My free kick prediction will be Melbourne twenty-two.
2: Richmond, 12. Oh, okay. Um, I reckon... What's the weather meant to be for Saturday night? Do we know yet? Is it meant to be uh, rainy?
0: Yeah, rainy, I think. Or dewy. Dewy. It's supposed to be a cold winters
2: night. Typical Melbourne night. Uh, yeah. I reckon, based on that, Tigers will win by 17. Nine degrees. Bit it's going to a... be nine degrees and Is cold. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll oh, say Richmond by about 16 or 17 points. Uh, I think we'll just do our typical... We'll get a lead and kind of hold him at bay, I hope. Uh, Free kick count, I reckon we'll lose it 23 to 16. We might actually get a couple more if it's a bit wet, but probably not.
1: Generous.
2: Generous. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a bit of a shock. I'll probably get uh, nowhere near that. I was pretty close last week. I was one out either side. I was the
0: second closest, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I was the second closest. it's a good little addition there. Good addition. Uh reminder, the game is on Saturday night, 7.25pm at the MCG. Uh, Rumours yeah. are that <laughs> tickets are $70, which is an absolute rort. Oh. Um Good luck to anyone who's bought tickets to go to the game at $70. <laughs> but hopefully we do get a good turnout. We can all obviously pay our respects uh, for the Anzac Eve game. which should be an absolute cracker. So thanks and for it's... everyone for listening in live as well. Much appreciated it's... for sending through your it's... questions on Spreaker. It's good. It's a Melbourne home game, isn't it? It is a Melbourne home game. So
0: listeners, just understand that, right? It's a home game. Servicing the Volvo and the Audi is fucking expensive. So, you know, hence the ticket pricing. So just just be compassionate. Just roll with it.
2: Take your cheese boards. We've actually got some of those with our new business. Plenty of cheese boards in our household now. Mate, uh, but no, you should...
0: me did you see me, me retreating and buying your business? It was a bit I, savage, I mean,
2: but I liked it. Yeah,
0: well, I thought direct marketing. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, you know, Unfortunately, a few people got dead mums, and I've got a dead mum, so I didn't mean to do that. But, you know, buy those chocolates. You know what yeah, I mean? If anyone so... needs
2: a gift box for Mother's Day, hit me up. Uh, on any of the it's searches i want.
0: My mum's passed away too, love, and I know, I, I hope I didn't, but it was a cheeky post, I did not want to upset anyone, so I apologise if I offended you, sweetie.
2: Uh, Lee, no. my trade but news was, that... was probably shit trade news, it was just that Caddy wasn't going to get traded, so I, I probably overshot uh, what the news was, but that's all it was, Lee.
1: And I just hope that Jake Milksham does his fake tough guy shit and oh. accidentally just runs in front of Tom Lynch. In about but, the third quarter when Tim Tom's a bit fired up and that's uh, Winks odds the prick into the great CB. Southern Stand. Oh, just Winks odds
2: you... that he's going to do something, macho like.
0: Can you just do the siren sound for me, please, CB? You do it perfectly. Can you just do that red alert sound again, thanks, mate? Which are ba. going to go? Woo, woo. All right, all right, you're failed. You're not going to do it anymore. I just got a text How do you want back. To ride on the bonnet of your car, mate. <laughs> I just got a text back. Um, a text back from a mate, and funny enough, Lee must be psychic with me. Um, if you remember a while ago, I Oh, two things. Remember, I told you both, I think it was last year that Collingwood was outside the cap. They're going to dump players.
2: Do you yep. remember? I yeah. I told you that. I
0: told you that, didn't I?
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, I, they've done a really good job holding it, but some, there was a poster on our board. I forgot who it was post oh, very that. scarily. What I heard way back about, you know, uh, early last year, um, that they were way over the cap, you know, with Trelaw and they're going to shed players and what? I just didn't know who players, but they're going to go. So there's another one too. I also mentioned um, a while back too about G um, and it sort of come out a little bit about GWS's interest in CCJ. Yeah. Um, I, my mates just texted me back. Um, that's not smoke. That is red hot fire. They are desperate for him. Um, so watch your space. If we get given a. a uh, high second rounder or, or a bottom first. Um, Tom Green, come I, on down. Yeah, hold on, yeah, hold on. <laughs> so I texted him back. I said, what, first round? He goes, yeah, that's, you know, I know from what I'm hearing, that's the value we've put on CCJ, right? And that's I reckon, ballsy. And I, said, <laughs> and I said, Green, question mark? And he's come back to me with a wink. Ooh. So I reckon, yeah, I, I reckon this Green... I wouldn't be surprised if it's not green. It's going to be another really good player. I don't think we're interested in a pick as much because we've got to, we're going to go to the draft with the draft hand that we've got, but we might offload. Um, yeah, CCGA might be the one that we offload to get some talent in via that way. So yeah,
2: they, they were hot after him last year. I remember you saying that? They this yeah. Tom Green, we're talking about people, not Toby Green. Tom. Not green. Toby.
0: Green. <laughs> no, not Toby. Yeah, not Toby Green. But yeah, no. Um, Dimmer loves him. Loves Green. So. I think we'd. All,
2: I think we'd all love him.
0: Oh, oh, he loves him. So I reckon, yeah. So that sort of makes sense for even from the mail from twelve months ago about CCJ. I thought he was going to be traded. I heard he's going to be traded. So yeah. yeah you, um, need
2: to, you need to send more texts more often during shows, just in case you get bits of gold like that back oh, by the end of it, it.
0: it. This is the time of year where you know early, early in the season. But this type of year now is where you now things are starting to. I'm starting to hear shit. So. Sorry, I know it's not a trade show, but Lee mentioned about the trade <clears throat> with you and um, and I saw the text, so I thought
2: I'd mention oh, it. Oh, that's right. Oh, good. Oh, that's a good way to finish the show with a bit of goss there. Uh, thank you, gents, for joining me tonight and for doing it on a Wednesday night. Uh, sorry to everyone that it was delayed by a couple of days, but um, we're obviously all feeling a little bit better now. So, huge game Saturday night. Hopefully the Tigers get up and we can hopefully, we might even jump into the top four by next week if we get a win, which might be nice. So... Thanks to everyone listening live again. Much appreciated. And until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers.
1: Go Tigers.